0: going to look at scriptures. Uh, once again on Friday night we looked at the heart. We're still looking at the heart. And there's this scripture uh, that uh, <coughs> Balaam mentions to Balak. Uh, Balak was a Moabite. He was actually a king. And uh, Numbers 24, we're going to pick it up in the story here. <coughs> Numbers 24 and verse 10 and Balak Anger, we read in verse ten, was kindled. So you know he wasn't a happy king. And why was he in a happy king? Because it was kindled against Balaam. Balaam was a prophet, but he wasn't an Israelite, but nonetheless uh, he was used by God as a prophet, and he and in uh, it says Balaam and he smote his hands together, and Balak, which is the Moabite king, said unto Balaam I called thee to curse mine enemies, which was, we know was Israel. And behold, there was altogether blessed them these three times. So he wasn't happy. Uh, he, he, uh, was even going to pay Balaam. He was even going to, uh, give him a, a property and houses and wealth and, 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 uh, make him a dignitary and, and, uh, for people to look up to if he did what he, uh, commanded Balaam to do well to prophesy and curse the enemy but Balaam wouldn't do that uh, because we know about the story with Balaam and the donkey and God said yeah, you know you'll do what I command you to do verse 11 therefore now flee thou to thy place I thought to promote thee so this is uh Balak saying to Balaam you, you get out of this place now because I was going to promote thee unto great honor the Bible tells us but lo, the Lord hath kept thee back from honor so he wasn't happy with Balaam's performance and what Balaam was saying. And Balaam said unto Balak in verse twelve, Spake I not also to thy messengers, which thou sentest unto me, saying, If Balak you give me uh, uh his house full of silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the commandment of the Lord. I do uh, uh, to do neither either good or bad of mine own mind, but what the Lord saith that will I speak. And that is what annoys people today, is for you and I, we're not paid silver or gold, but we are paid uh, and rewarded by God. It's called blessings, and it's called in the hereafter, if we are to speak the mind of God, the word of God, and nothing, whether people are not happy about it, or happy about it, it doesn't matter to us at all. We just have to say what God said. That's all that matters to us. Uh verse seventeen, uh, in the same chapter. Uh this is them's final word uh to the to the uh king, but it's a word of prophecy and it's a word of uh, uh about this coming star. And the Bible talks about you know the, the morning star and the day star and this star also, but it's all uh related to, of course, we know Jesus Christ. Verse seventeen. Uh, and I shall see him, says Bala- uh, Balaam at the word of prophecy, talking about the Messiah I shall see him, but not now I will behold him, but he's, it's not nigh, it's not right now and there shall come a star out of Jacob and the sector, or the kingdom uh, shall rise up out of Israel and shall smite the quarters of Moab and destroy all the children of Sheth so on his way out, uh, 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 Balaam said uh, to himself I know Balak's not happy with me he's not going to be happy to hear this but he said to Balak, hey, by the way, in the future, uh, you're not only, only, you're not going to get any way, you're not getting your way now, but in the future to come, your uh, tribes won't exist because of the children of Israel. And, uh, so that wouldn't have been a, 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 a happy note to go out on as far as Balak was concerned. but Balak had to speak the word of God. Uh, and in, in the New Testament, uh, that, uh, as Balak said, there shall come a, a, a star out of Jacob. And he said uh, to to Balak, I'm not gonna see him now, and it's not nigh, but he's coming. Uh and he's coming a star out of Jacob. And the New Testament talks about the day star wise in your hearts. So why why does uh why why is this aimed at our heart? What why why would God send it into our heart? Uh, well we know we know there are scriptures that say Keep thy heart with all thy diligence, for out of it are the issues of thine. And why God aims at, at in our heart, we read in another scripture in the New Testament uh, Jesus talked to the doubting Thomas. There was doubt and disbelief and darkness in the of Thomas. He could not believe uh, what Jesus was saying. So, this is why the day star uh, arises in our hearts. And this star out of Jacob goes directly, it's a just one of those missiles launched by God by the arrows of prophecy and it hits the target and it is, goes into your heart and that's where God puts it there for this very reason as Jesus said unto Thomas why are you troubled and why do doubts arise in your heart you know we've all got that problem uh, mankind's heart is is deceitful and desperately wicked so why wouldn't God aim at that? To turn it around, to change it, to modify it, to work on it. Because that's the problem. Because out of your heart are the issues of life. That's where you get all your issues from. I've got issues. It all comes from the heart. That's why there's wars. Because people lust, people want, people are greedy. It's all just an emotion from the heart. It's driven by the heart. So God said, I'm putting this star in your heart. Because the star is bright. And your heart is black, and when the star comes in, it brightens your heart. It gives you light, and and uh, that's where God dwells in troubled places, in the, in the darkness of your life, and in the doubt of your life. God's star dwells there, and we've got to let it shine. It what it, God does, we told uh, God exchanges our heart for a new one, but He puts it inside our old one. It goes in there to empower it, to establish it and to enrich it. And it's not any longer is it going to have its way of being wicked and desperately wicked, although it will remain like that if you let it, but the power of God will establish it that it's not, because God has put his day star, that morning star. you got a new life now. Uh, John the Baptist's ministry was, as is said in the Scriptures in the New Testament, I'll read a scripture, And he shall go before him in the spirit and the power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children of the disobedient to the wisdom of the just and make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So once again, God knew that the heart of man was going the wrong direction and he had to turn the hearts of the people. This is the problem. So God puts this day star in in Second Peter, it says, the day star shall arise in your hearts. So we go to Jeremiah, and we see that God has been very accurate with this morning star. And uh you know, once we receive the Holy Spirit, we're born again. Uh Jeremiah twenty three, if I didn't already say that and in verse five, Behold, the days come. So God is talking about a future restoration here. Uh, and it is said that a day will come and I'll bring them, uh, back my flock that is scattered. And this is how God's going to do it, uh, through this prophecy uh, that Jeremiah speaks about and says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, a branch, a keep shall, uh, reign and prosper and shall, uh, execute judgment and justice in the earth. Now, it starts with the individual. When God comes, and he starts to make a change on the earth. He, he, he works with one that, like, Jesus Christ, uh, was the first, uh, uh, flesh man to receive God's spirit. He worked with one first and then it grew. And the same with Townsville. I don't know who in the history of Townsville got spirit filled first. It could have been in the 1600s. It could have been in 1200. It could have been, uh, probably not in the 1200s. I we haven't got that history there. But, uh, whenever it was and whoever it was, it started. And it started with an individual. And then that individual started to preach to the city. And then, and, and, and that city, uh, belongs to a country. And that country, uh, could be a, a, part of a group of nations, but it all started with an individual. And that's important. When, when, uh, God said, uh, I'll bring this branch and it shall reign and prosper and execute the judgment and justice in the earth. It starts with you and I. And starts with the next person who walks walk through that door. This work, this work keeps starting all the time. It will not finish until the Lord returns. It has a starting point, and we're always there to, you know, to shoot the gun, get people off the blocks by telling them to repent, be baptized, receive the Holy Spirit. Verse six. And in these days, Judas shall be saved, and Israel, them that rule with God, shall dwell safely. And this uh, is His name whereby ye shall be, uh, be called, the Lord our righteousness. We've got other religions, but I don't know whether I should name them, we're on mic, but they say that you've got to call God this. Uh, when there's many names to God, and uh we can say, the God that we worship is the Lord our righteousness, and they go, oh no, you've got to call him this. But well, it, uh, it says here, through the prophet, uh, his name shall be called the Lord our righteousness. So we know what's wrong or what's right, as far as doctrine goes, and we know that we can say clearly say that uh, and we know that the spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. So that is why a God, uh, um, targeted the, the engine room of our emotions, our thoughts, our consciousness, and he targeted it. It's called our heart. And he, and he bulleted in, in the Holy Spirit in there to work on it, to fix it up, to restore it, uh, to renovate it. To establish it and, uh, and all that so that we are ready for the kingdom of God. He's here to turn the hearts of the people. It's a very important part that we have to make sure that we have a clean heart when we go up to the mountain of the Lord. Uh, and that in Daniel 2, we'll go there. David was given a wonderful promise, uh, about his, uh, kingdom, uh, his kingship. Or the throne should endure forever. Solomon got a house to build, which was a natural thing. And unfortunately, uh, Solomon turned to natural things. But David was a spiritual king and he had a great vision. He was a great uh, leader, uh, warrior, and also a great spiritual leader. And he wrote some wonderful insights. He had a wonderful, very clever understanding of how the Spirit of God works. And uh, he was very obedient. Uh, in most cases to the Lord, most of his life, 99% of his life was really great. Uh, so we just look to that as a, as a, as a guide. Okay, Daniel 2 verse 44. Just more prophecy about Jesus Christ, the, the morning star, the bright and morning star, uh, the day star. Uh, Daniel 2 verse 44. And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break into pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. And Jesus Christ was once quoted in saying, uh, my kingdom is not of this world. And yet, when Jesus comes back, he's going to dominate the kingdoms of this world, but his kingdom uh, is not here. It's in the the new world. It's in the new world new cosmos that god is going to create the new heavens and the new earth and we're going to be transported into that i don't know how it's going to work but that's just one way of wording we can uh but that is the truth that this kingdoms that he's overcoming he's not he's not he's not part of that this world i'm not i'm in the world but i'm not of the world and uh he said to Pilate, you know if, if if i was uh if this if I was king of the Jews and, and I was here to fight for the for the natural kingdom, wouldn't my disciples rise up with a sword and fight? But he said, might my, my my kingdom is not of this world. Uh so that's just think this kingdom is gonna stand forever. It, it has a little something to do with this world, but nothing to do with this world at all. It's gonna go into another realm and another way of following another government, a new government. Let's go to Luke one. And are we going to read about a story where the angel speaks to Mary, and once again, there's another religion we know have got it wrong. we don't have to mention their name. I just have to suggest, and then you can work it out yourself. you big people, and you know you know your scriptures, and you know what other religions are saying uh, Luke one verse thirty, and the angel uh, said unto Mary, uh, the angel said unto her, uh, "Fear not, Mary, for thou hast." found favour with God. And the the point I'd like to make here is, like Mary, we have found grace with God. This is what the angel said, for thou hast found favour with God. Uh, like Mary, we have found grace with God. And people in other religions go, the, you know, the grace of Mary, you know, you know, Mary gives the grace. Well, no, Mary found grace. And so have we, as uh, Paul has said at one time, when he was trying to work out his salvation with fear and trembling and things on the flesh were uh, weighing heavy on him, he realized that God's grace was sufficient. As all he was needed was to be born again, have the Holy Spirit inside him and walking in the Holy Ghost. That was just enough. That was the greatest miracle that he could ever have, his grace with God. And Mary got this. And uh, But Mary had something in her heart that the angel saw that, that uh, brought her undone. He said, fear not. It was that that fear in your heart. And once again, this is why God puts that star, that shining Holy Ghost, inside us, the Lord's Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord in us, in our innermost, in our heart of hearts. There it is, right in the center, the engine room of our spiritual walk. Verse 31, And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, In verse 31, and bring forth a son, and it should be called Jesus. Now, there was a lot of Jesuses uh, around. It's like little Jeremiah uh, goes to uh, play school, wherever he goes, and there's 40 Jeremiah's. But when Jeremiah receives the Holy Spirit, he'll be in the little daycare center, if he gets it that early. It'll be Jeremiah the anointed. And that's what Jesus Christ means, is Jesus Christos, Jesus the anointed. That's what made him different. There are a lot of Jesus there, but this is Jesus the anointed. And it shall bring forth a son that called him Jesus, and he shall be great, and that's why he shall be great. Uh, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give him the throne of his father David. I've got him in notes here. Of this miracle child, the angel says that he will be great, with a greatness of a singular nature, because of this very reason. Because his human nature, that's the Jesus side of him, would become the Christ, which means the human nature was to be united with the divine nature. Never happened before. Never happened before. This was the first time, and it was begotten of God, and he became the Son of Man, but also, at that time, he became the Son of God, and it was just a an amazing uh, thing. And uh, the Son of the Highest, the Lord God, shall he. Give unto him the throne of his father David. And so he called him the son of the highest. That's uh, uh, what the scriptures tell us. And, uh, I've got him in my notes here. It was where, uh, John the Baptist, when he was uh, uh, baptized in Jesus, uh, the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit wasn't yet poured out, but it was, a, it was going to come that very day. And John witnessed it with his own eyes. Because God said, when you see the Spirit descend on my one, that is, he is the Lamb of God. He is the chosen one. And straight away, when, when uh, John saw him, God revealed unto John for one reason or another, but John confessed. And he said, behold, here cometh the Lamb of God. Uh, you know, God will always give us a revelation, will always give us a vision if our heart is in the right place. And John was a righteous man, his heart was in the right place. He was doing the, God's work. And John says, And lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and I saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and the lightning upon him, and lo, the voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And that fulfilled the prophecy of Balaam when he said, And there shall come a star out of Jacob. That was what had happened. That was the anointing oil of a king, the Holy Spirit. And we too have received that same anointing that same anointing oil of the Holy Spirit, we have become the sons of God. We have become kings. We have become priests. We've been anointed. Chris the anointed. Uh, Michelle the anointed. Denise the anointed. Tanya the anointed. Everybody the anointed. Uh, praise the Lord. So that's what makes us uh, peculiarly different in the eyes of God. Uh, let's go to our last scripture, Revelations. 22, and it all we're just springboarded off that line of uh Balaam, he said, and there shall come a star out of Jacob, and that's going to be the kingdom that's going to rise out of Israel and it's going to smite the Moabites, or anybody who opposes God. It's just the, the worldly system that's going to oppose it. Uh, we're going to be in the world, but not of it, because of this star that will arise in our hearts okay Jesus in verse uh, revelations 22 and in verse 16 uh, we read here I Jesus have sent one angel to testify unto you these things in the churches I am so he is God I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star and so that that Jesus was saying, I am the star of Jacob. I am the morning star. I am the day star. This is me. And there is uh, a thing we call the morning star, and they call it Venus. And it's there just before the sun comes up in the door. And it's interesting that when the sun first comes up in the horizon, it's six degrees below the horizon. and if you know Bible Numerics, and you know, I'm going to draw a long bow out of it just quickly. Six is man under sin. And then the light comes in the day and it shines on the darkness. And the darkness goes and we walk in the light of the day. And it's interesting to know that when it goes down on the other side and it goes into the darkness, it's six degrees on the horizon there as well. So man is under sin until the sun comes up and shines bright. But what's it doing when it's dawning in our life? It dawns in our heart because that's where God has placed it, and He's working and 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 managing you and I. And it's a great uh, work module that God has put in place. It's a system that was locked in, and Jesus proved it worked because He put it into His flesh and He walked with it, and He overcome many things, and and ultimately He overcome death, which is. The 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 trigger that Satan's got that rewards us for what we do wrong, but the, the 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 thing with Jesus Christ, He takes all the bullets out of the chamber, and and Satan can shoot as many bullets as he likes at us, and they're not going to come our way because we have got the system. We we've got what God wants. It's in our heart. And the uh, Bible tells us not to trust our own hearts. That the Bible tells us not to trust our own hearts. Why? Because it's desperately wicked. And every thought that, uh, that comes from the heart of man is evil continually. And that is why God has put the site inside where it's got to be fixed. He's got to renovate. He's got to renew and establish our hearts. So why did God uh, put the, the, the morning star to rise in our hearts to make us ready? Uh, are people prepared for the Lord? With the day start in our hearts to empower and to establish us in the ways of God. We'll just leave those thoughts there.